0: Hello, and thank you for calling Movie Phone, brought to you by the Killer Bee B96. <laughs> he says to Ms. Cagman here, Baby,
1: up your butt with a coconut. I think he was prepared to do it! Dylan!
0: Oh, son of a bitch! I'm gonna tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out. Terrific, a six-demon bag, sensational. What's in it, egg? Hey, yo, Kareem, baby, what's up? Well, listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks you're in the car with now and get in with us. But that's all right. We'll worry about that later.
1: Hey, homie, you need some help? Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh. I don't know where you're headed. but Can you call in sick?
1: Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Two Seat Cinema, the podcast where Dan and and I talk about movies. Now, you don't know who Dan and I are, so that's what this is going to be. But, uh, yeah, let's do this fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, we chose a title with uh, a lot of sibilance in it. So Two Seat Cinema. Uh, Listen,
1: I can't help it that I have a lisp. Although I probably could have helped it when I was younger. I did do some speech therapy, but I did not like the... uh, the teacher that ran the speech therapy and I rebelled against it thoroughly. Do you so think there's
0: a lot of kids out there that said, you know, I really, I really fucking enjoyed my speech therapy class when I was in grade school. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs>
1: Probably not. But I, I remember it being shitty. So I don't know. I guess I could have picked some, a title with less S's in it, but you know, we found something we agreed on quickly and here we are.
0: At least, you know, you're not having any repressed memories of uh, speech therapy. So.
1: I mean, they could pop out at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, not on episode one of our podcast. I don't
0: know, man. It seems like a good trigger for that. So
1: it'd be fucking amazing if, like, halfway through this episode, I started to remember being, you know, like, molested or something. <laughs>
0: start seeing a tear run down your
1: cheek. Oh, that would be wild. It'd be very memorable first episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know that it's going to be that memorable, but hopefully, it'll be uh, more pleasant than that would be. Got it. So uh, yeah, we're doing a podcast about movies. We're yeah. gonna talk about movies. Talking
0: about movies. How are we talking about movies? Do you think?
1: Well, so every episode we're gonna we're gonna pick a movie and we're gonna break it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk talk the the audience through it. We're gonna discuss the various points, plot points, character points, casting points, all that kind of bullshit. And uh, you know, ultimately figure out if the movie was good or bad or, or or shitty or or okay but uh this first episode is actually us getting to know the audience they don't they don't know us yet so we're gonna we're gonna tell them a little bit about ourselves how we met and uh kind of why this makes sense to do this podcast what makes us
0: qualify to to actually speak in movies without having any sort of true background
1: yeah i mean i i think we've got a true background we're not you know in the but, industry. But I mean it's
0: a peripheral background, I think, so.
1: Sure. Uh, some would argue that it's more it's it's the more apropos background to, <laughs> to do something like this than if we are actually like screenwriters or something. Sure, it's, it's kind of in the exhibition side of it. Yeah. So uh yeah. My name's Lou. I'm I'm over here on this side. You can't mm. see but I'm waving. <laughs> and uh and that's Dan over there. I'm Dan. That's Dan. So uh Dan and I have known each other for Oh boy. Do some math. 27 years. I mean, we met in 93. So yeah, that would make sense. 27 <laughs> years.
0: I mean, it's 2020 is easy math to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not well, that's going to be the limit of my math. So just so everybody puts the, the bar at the right level for me. But yeah, we met 27 years ago. Uh, it would have been August of 1993. And I remember just that was my when I got hired at a movie theater. Called Ridge Cinema, and that this was currently
0: uh, where I was working.
1: Yeah, Dan worked there, so I I remember my impression of you very clearly. You were sort of like the the big dick swinging on the on the on the campus there. Like you were <laughs> you were you were like the popular guy. You get hired in a new, a new job, especially a job like that, which is a bunch of young people kind of you know hanging out and being silly and working at a movie theater
0: you know and yeah we weren't a bunch of highly paid professionals that's for sure
1: <laughs> no in fact i remember i got paid 4.25 an hour to that was minimum wage at that time so
0: i don't know how you were making more money than me that would be amazing <laughs> if you were making less than that <laughs> i don't know they kept promising me
1: but... we figured out right now that you were being paid below minimum wage <laughs> during that time
0: <laughs> a certain stipulation
1: yeah i uh I had been to that theater as a customer a, a couple of times. It wasn't exactly local to me, but it was, you know, like two cities over. And, uh, and my, my friends, Aaron and Shane at the time had both gotten jobs there and I wanted a job there. And then it was like, all, all of a sudden I wasn't allowed to get a job there. It was like, you're going to, you, you should come apply, you know, me and me and Shane work there. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they're not hiring anymore. So I ended up getting another job that sucked. And then as soon as Aaron told me that they're hiring again, I quit that other fucking job and immediately put an application in and got, got hired and fucking there you were just staring across that counter at me. we not really a counter. You more would about the doorman's post maybe, or. Was it was Plegacy. it staring
0: or was it glaring? Glaring, yeah, it might have been glaring.
1: Yeah, I don't think that you liked me very much in those early days. So,
0: uh, it was basically by association. Um, you know, it's like it, w- it was it was a part time job for like you said, people. You know, high school age and college age for the most part. And you, you had a lot of turnover because everyone was making maybe four twenty-five an hour, like you said. But that being, you know, part of it was I kind of, I, I had a crush on a girl. And Aaron, uh, knew new set girl from high school and uh, followed her around like a lost puppy dog. And it kind of annoyed me. So then in turn, by association, uh, you and Shane annoyed me. So <laughs> it became uh, one of those... Kind of a childish uh, machismo type things where, like, I just didn't like you by association from a guy that followed around a girl that I had a crush on.
1: i be honest. I could sense it. I remember feeling like you didn't like like me for some reason. And I I remember wanting you to like me because you were considered cool there. You were like one of the... A little bit like of an and you know when you get hired at that theater particularly but i would imagine most theaters you start at the like low rung which is concessionaire and then you know if you're lucky if you stick around long enough if the right people like you you can you know get moved out into like an usher doorman position or if you're an attractive <laughs> girl you'll go into the box office
0: well i mean it's funny you should, should mention it and that like terms of hierarchy. As far as that theater went, I, I started day one. Um, they they did put me behind the concession stand for about a half an hour until they said, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and I didn't know what was going on. And it just so happened that I was uh, friends with two of the assistant managers at the time. And they said, you're, you're not you're not supposed to be back there we're putting you over here and uh, over here was the the ushers and the the doorman and um you know talk about uh pissing some people off again you know this isn't this isn't meant to be an egotistical take on anything because it's it's a 425 an hour job um <laughs> but everyone was rubbed the wrong way because here's this guy who's now you know 37 minutes into his training and and he doesn't have to do any of the steps that everyone else had to do to even kind of wish that they were in a better position. So my day one consisted of about half an hour of a concession stand and then standing around bullshitting with a bunch of guys over by the Dorman's podium, which was 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 a lot better. And I
1: probably would not have worked at that job much longer <laughs> if it was concession stand. How long How long before I got hired there? had you worked there approximately? i
0: started the the opening week of batman the uh 89 yeah yeah um the tim burton version of batman so that would have been june of 89 i want to say june 13th sounds about right for that opening night on friday um <laughs> i remember steel trap did that that line for batman wrapped around from the front down to around coals and then back down again it was yep. it was ridiculous um other funny anecdote about that was uh we were constantly selling out the the screenings of batman but at the same time we would have 30 40 people walking around coming out and claiming that there was no seats left and we would we would go in there and say yeah well, you're right there's you know <laughs> it's a 336 seat theater and and there's definitely not a single open seat in there later on uh it was discovered that. Uh, Couple of guys definitely were, were rolling their scam, uh, reselling tickets oh, for yeah. uh, Batman, and that's that was that was my indoctrination to it. I never partook in any of that, but I was asked on day three if I wanted in <laughs> on uh, on the scam, and right. um, yeah, it's funny that uh, that being said, you know, um, I was seventeen years old. I had a friend that was a year older than me. In uh, school years, he might have been two years older than me. I was young for my my school age. And um, he was fired a few weeks later from working in the box office and uh, distinctly was told in, in the manager's office, we know you're stealing. We can't prove it, but we know <laughs> you're stealing. <laughs> and he said, all right, then uh, I guess I'm done. He walked out and he had in each shoe he was wearing, he had over $400 in cash. So he walked out with another $800 <laughs> that night Jesus.
1: from reselling tickets for Batman. And that man is the president. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's crazy. No. I, I saw Batman at that theater. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I did. Too. We might've crossed paths.
1: <laughs> I might've seen you. I
0: ended up working there. Um, I, I had, uh, I had done a few things that led me to that theater first and foremost was they did a groundbreaking ceremony. No, it wasn't groundbreaking. It would have been it would have been ribbon cutting ceremony. I kind of yeah. uh was, was later than groundbreaking, but a ribbon cutting ceremony where for whatever reason the Ridge Plaza had the Buffalo Grove High School band play on a <laughs> riser. believe we played the national anthem if nice maybe something else besides that but the uh, the mayor came out and cut the ribbon and um, let the throngs in and uh, that was that was association one the other association was I had two friends and uh, both of them at that point were working into the assistant manager deal Uh, by the time I was hired on and uh, another guy, Kurt, was um, a year younger than me. He was working there, and uh, told me that, that before school ended, that I should uh, go over there and apply. And that's that's what led me there.
1: Nice. So you were there for like four years before I came along, huh? Yeah.
0: That's so crazy. I I mean I had a slight leave of absence where when I did go away to school, I went to Loyola, oh, that's right. and yeah. I ended up. Uh, not working there again until winter break, which would have been just December. So, I mean, it was only like two and a half months that I was not there. And then I came back and that following summer, I think I averaged about 80 hours a week there. Yeah. Which also (laughs) there was a, there was another, I guess, um, series of, of theft taking place at the time. And, um, it, there was, I want to say, a group of like seven or eight of us rounded up and brought into theater, uh, theater one, and we thought, we all joked, why, why there was only these eight of us, and we were all joking amongst each other, you know, and saying like, oh, yeah, they brought us in there, we're gonna, we're all getting raises, we're all getting promoted, we're, we're all getting, we're all getting special early Christmas gifts, yeah, and only to be lambasted for um, theft, and it was. You know, I remember very, very distinctly being accused of theft, and uh, the reasoning was that um, the manager Rick at the time had decided King that uh, <laughs> he he had taken all of the payroll sheets for the last you know month or so, and this is the middle of the summer, and figured out every time that there was money missing or uh, inventory missing, It happened to coincide with shifts that, you know, the majority of the shifts that eight of us were working on. My counterpoint was all of us are working over 80 hours a week. (laughs) Any given point that this building is open, at least six of us were in there. Right. No matter what. (laughs) And then I also remember very distinctly being told by Sue that if she's wrong, she'll be the first to apologize. And, uh... You know, this is 2020 and I'm still waiting for my apology, despite (laughs) the fact that they ended up firing two people that we all knew were the ones that were stealing. So it was, and on top of that, strangely enough, coinciding with the hire of, of these two guys (laughs) that the theft started, imagine skipping that step (laughs) and trying to get the more complicated going, you know, pouring over, you know, four (laughs) to (laughs) five weeks of payroll, (laughs) creating a spreadsheet.
1: Well, Rick was still there when I came along, so I understand exactly why he would have been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sue was uh, Sue was the general manager when I got hired there, and Rick was the assistant.
0: the best of my knowledge, for... Sue was the opening manager and was there for quite a number of years until she finally was promoted to district manager.
1: Wow. That's a commitment. I, She's uh... committed.
0: <laughs> I still have... Um... Strange reoccurring dreams about uh my days working for the movie theater so it's it's fitting that I get to uh channel that into into this podcast it's, it's yeah in those dreams it's it, the reoccurring theme is that I'm basically recalled to active duty and uh <laughs> Somehow, some of these these theaters that I've worked on, they're still standing after all these years, just waiting oh, in hibernation amazing. for me to to, to, yeah. <laughs> to come to come out, you know, come out of the ice, and melt, and, and here I, here I am, you know,
1: brought back to uh, to work these theaters. Well, hopefully, we can uh, purge some of whatever's going on there, and you can have some some good restful nights of sleep. You know, honestly,
0: it's it, <laughs> it, funny. It, 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 it's it's enjoyable to have those dreams at times. Um, really, it's 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 kind of a it's almost reminiscing, but it's in in a strangely forward looking, progressive manner. Yeah. I don't think I exercise any demons that way, but at the same time, it's
1: I enjoy those dreams. I mean, it's it was a fun job for the most part. You know, like like I said, I got hired. I was I was concessionaire I didn't have the fucking all the connections you had to get you pulled (laughs) out of concessions (laughs) i know but uh yeah i did i did my time in behind the concession stand for probably a good solid three to four months before i started to like see outside of the concession stand and i'm gonna be honest with you i think there was a connection between you and me becoming friends and me getting out from behind that fucking counter
0: you're just now realizing that
1: no, but I mean looking at it it seems very logical that that's what happened. And
0: no, it's it's I would
1: say there was a good percentage of that was was me, was me uh, earmarking you to come out. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. But yeah, when I first got hired there was a lot of concessions. There was a second concession stand that was like you were know, reserved for when it got busy, kind of past the dorman's post and yeah,
0: it was that was like the weekend for sure.
1: Yeah, and and I remember a lot of times me and and Shane or me and Aaron would like request to be on that that uh, stand and we just be fucking back there slinging popcorn and drinks and
0: you know making it happen. The negative about that one was because it was basically you know dark for Monday through Thursday was that you know it it definitely involved like prepping it and warming it up for action you know on a Friday yeah. Saturday night in which you know it was kind of kind of like all right well. <laughs> did the dickheads on Sunday night actually clean this? Cause now we got like stale popcorn and grease all over everything still.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I had fun. I, it, it honestly wasn't concession was, was the shittiest job there, but I still enjoyed it. Um, mostly just cause the people were fun and you know, we dicked around the whole time and it was very kind of felt like the, the fucking, you know, the, 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 it didn't feel like we were being Supervised. I guess is what i'm trying to say it, it felt like we yeah, were like doing our it, thing
0: it was definitely the inmates running the asylum for a lot of the time yeah
1: him. yeah that's how it felt
0: we all had limits and there was kind of an you know like the you know, lines in the sand that were drawn but there was a lot of gray area for sure
1: oh yeah yeah but uh you know eventually like i said you and i became friends took a couple of months for for the, the ice to thaw but you know i won you over and then of course you you charmed me with your 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 high class taste in in burgers uh, <laughs> i'm i'm making a joke cuz one of the first times that dan and i like hung out out of work we went to a denny's and he got the mushroom and swiss burger and i was stunned by it i'd never seen anybody get a burger with anything other than you know like ketchup and and mustard on it
0: and your mind was, was blown when i ordered a patty melt
1: i couldn't believe it It's ridiculous. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and just like everyone else I was around and somehow I missed these things. (laughs) I don't know what's up with that.
0: Yeah. So, so Ridge cinemas was, I want to say 86 or 87 was, was the opening um, of that theater. And it was at the time considered like the jewel of the Midwest. Cineplex Odeon was moving into the territory and uh were, was a primarily canadian company and this was their this was going to be their showcase in which i forget it was like 2 or 3 million dollars worth of uh imported italian marble that they decked out the entire place <laughs> in which <laughs> while while nice looking <laughs> was an awful choice for for the midwest chicago uh you know winters you know imagine Italian marble. <laughs> imagine turning that place into an ice rink uh as soon as there was any sort of slush on anyone's <laughs> feet you know
1: yeah i thought many a kid take a header onto that floor
0: i still i can still see in my mind when um when there's a guy up on a up on a ladder probably you know i want to say maybe 15 16 feet up trying to change a neon tube around one of the columns and failed to you know put any sort of shoes or anchors on the ladder (laughs) and it just skidded out from underneath him on the the marble and he went basically legs first onto the marble and i could i can hear the cracking in my head of his legs still
1: gross yeah on that note
0: (laughs) um I mean the other the other side note is just that you know it, we 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 talk about it and both of us seem to have some some warm fuzzy feelings about that place. We wouldn't be alone in that uh again twenty twenty seven thirty years after I started, and anyone I still talk to is is more than willing to reminisce about movie theater days as well as you know multiple times people have said and that was that was the best job ever man. It just paid like shit. <laughs> So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a cool place to work if you didn't care about money. So,
0: yeah. And, and again, it, it also sounds kind of nerdy, kind of geeky, you know, but at the same time it was, that building was a different animal. It just, it wasn't, I mean, you had, you had a, you you had a breakfast club of, of social classes working there, but at the same time it was, it was, uh, it was relatively more badass than, uh, than it than it sounds like
1: yeah I mean yeah I agree <laughs> I agree I'm not gonna try to to paint it too uh too aggressively it's it is what it is but I have good memories of it and it was not the last theater that we worked at together oh, um so I worked at Ridge for about a year before I honestly what happened is i needed more money i moved out of my parents house and and needed to pay rent and stuff so you know i got a warehouse job that did not last very long but um i ended up working at another couple of theaters but you know dan you got you got promoted while was it while i was still at ridge that you got promoted
0: i um i turned down a couple times um you know the whole. You know, do you want to be a manager? And my my answer at the time was, "Fuck no." I'm not, first of all, I'm in college, and I'm not doing this bullshit. Uh, and I knew how most of these guys were. You know, walked all over. But then uh, we turned, we turned over where Sue became district manager, and um, Dave came in, and um, I was getting ready to graduate from college, and he approached me again. Uh, it was his first go-around approaching me, and there was kind of an ultimatum put in front of me where, "Hey, we're gonna, we need somebody to take this position. It's you or Steve." And I'm like, "Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking working for that guy." Like, yeah. hell no. And and it became just a like, kind of a fuck you where I <laughs> right. I, I took the I took it based on the fact of like, yeah, I mean it's. I'm graduating summer vacations coming. I don't got anything better going on right now. I can prolong, you know, my, my infantile childhood versus, you know, entering adulthood at that point and take this position. Right. <laughs> or, you know, I could flounder around for another like two months working in the summer. Only have to answer this fucking cretin. And I wasn't about to do that. So yeah, I said, sure, I'll do it. And, uh, I, I remember when, when Dave told Sue, she's like, I, I meant. Are, are you kidding me? I I asked him about a dozen <laughs> times, and he's That's like, "I don't mean. know. I just asked him." <laughs> 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 I never really let on that. It was uh, it was it was given to me in the form of like it's either A or
1: B. Yeah, and the desire to not be managed by somebody shitty. Oh, yeah, it, it makes God. sense. Well, so you were promoted to uh, what would that have been? And just an assistant a, manager, assistant, and then there's really at, no defining.
0: At, there was there was basically your general manager your your salaried um, assistant general manager and anyone else
1: yeah but then you moved from ridge to town and country and you were the assistant there yeah for a the while. assistant
0: general manager there yeah and during that time actually about um, a, about a solid year was the year before
1: yeah. you went from one to the other
0: yeah i went back to ridge after that year and then um went back to town and country again as general manager
1: Okay, so I worked at Town and Country with you twice. The first time you were the assistant manager, and I was only there for a couple of weeks. And then, uh, and then fast forward a year and a half or something like that. And then you were at that point the the GM there, and you hired me. So. I worked at Town and Country under you, both as an assistant as, and as the GM. But I really don't remember very much about the assistant period of time. It was well, a,
0: I mean, you worked under two two names as well, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when I, when I had to fire Lou and you know I had a new guy named Gabriel working.
1: Yeah, he fired me, and then you know, basically, he basically had to tell the, the I fired you by changing
0: and, your name tag.
1: Yeah, you just changed my name tag because. So at that point Sue was the GM and then she came f- DM I, a DM yeah and she, I it was someone else came through right and I was like singing man eater in the fucking lobby and yeah with dancing know, just, with a broom yeah being wacky and then whoever it was complained to her right was that yeah, what it was something was? along those lines yeah yeah so basically I got I got called out and she told Dan to fire me and so we just made me wear a different name tag when she was around It was was the
0: beauty of uh, the fact that the internet didn't really exist at that point and there was no networked computers. So it wasn't able to, (laughs) it looked like, you know, I mean, your your word was taken for the fact that, you know, oh yeah, no, I I fired Lou. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I wasn't able to like just drill in on her on her laptop. You know, there wasn't. It's hilarious
1: laptops. too because she's she was the manager that hired me at Ridge, and then she'd yep. come into Town and Country, and I'd be there. That's yep. obviously did not leave an impression on her other than you know that she wanted me fired based on <laughs> the reputation. Whatever the case, yeah, lots of. Lots of comedy there.
0: but uh, I mean, there's a little irony in the fact that that was probably one of the least offensive things that you did with Sing Man oh, here
1: in the middle of the lobby. Easily. Easily the least offensive thing I did there. <laughs> there. <sighs> that, and to me, even though Ridge, I look back fondly on Ridge, but to me, the, the golden time is that second round of Town and Country. That's where...
0: Well, it wasn't just the inmates running the asylum at that point. It was like, you know, I w- the warden was also one of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to not paint it like you were a bad general manager, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you weren't, you shit know, got done, I, movies, I, movies got, I was gonna got say, everything got done, man, that building was clean,
0: I I, I don't know, I mean, without getting into, like, too many, you know, side stories, but I, mean, I took that building over um, and found out on my second day there that uh, we were on our third strike with the health department and <laughs> begged them for... <laughs> begged them for 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 48 hours to fix everything that they thought was wrong with it and from that point forward we ran a damn near perfect operation when it came to any sort of health standards or food safety standards anything along those lines there was nothing wrong with that building once once we were running that for i don't know what was that uh probably at least three years
1: yeah something like that well i have lots of fond memories um That's, you know, I've been, I've been in love with Dan for years and years. So this, (laughs) this this makes sense to put us together here and, and, you know, all that time we're working at movie theaters, we're seeing fucking movies. We're seeing free movies. We're seeing, we're doing screenings, you know, like midnight screenings for employees. Like movies was a big part of our, our, our life.
0: That was, I mean, honestly, that's one of my other, I think that's one of my other ranking criteria for being able to, to speak on movies themselves was i uh i once sat in a critic screening behind gene siskel and roger ebert for the birdcage <laughs> nice. so nathan lane and robin williams uh doing the birdcage i was watching uh <laughs> watching roger ebert eat his lunch <laughs> and gene siskel sit nowhere near him
1: that's funny that movie might make it on my list here at some point so don't be surprised <laughs> i love that fucking movie
0: but at the same time, you know, it also speaks to uh, the name of the, of the podcast itself. When you speak of screenings, uh, screenings basically could entail anything from 400 people that you don't even know that you somehow invited to a after <laughs> closed screening to yeah. uh, two people sitting in the theater watching it, which became the norm for the most part after uh, Batman Forever.
1: Can you remember any movies where it was just you and me? Did we ever do a screening where it was just you and me?
0: See, I can very, very specifically remember two of them um, that I did with Skinner, but um, it escapes me where it was just the two of
1: us. Yeah, I I don't, I feel like, I remember there was one where it was you, me, and Ed. That was uh, LA Confidential.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. That was in theater six, I believe, at Tana Country. Or was that a ridge? I think
1: it was in theater four. And the reason is because I feel like I had to pee at one point, and so I just opened the side door that opened directly onto the alley. Okay. And I just peed out the door. That could. Be, I don't think I would have peed into a hallway. No, you're right. So I think it was theater four, and I'm pretty sure that you know I I just used one of the emergency exit doors to like went straight out to pee. No, that's that you just brought back a memory there, so. <laughs> Another benefit of of employee only skin, but I'm pretty sure that was just you, me, and Ed. I don't think there was anybody else there, but it was just the
0: three of us. Um, and I, I, like I said, I got the two that I remember very clearly watching with Skinner, um, was American History X and uh, Friday again, kind of
1: opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, that's nice. Were those both at Town and Country? Those are both at Town and Country. Nice. I remember we watched Friday on a
0: Wednesday because (laughs) the print arrived, uh, about two days ahead of schedule so
1: nice so yeah i you know as as we've sort of mentioned we've both worked in various positions dan you know working his way up through the the rungs to from the bottom to the top um and then i'd also included a stint as projectionists where (laughs) I, i i was a projectionist and he was the gm but also you know helped cover projection when needed when there was a strike so we've done it all at the movie theater basically
0: yeah i mean it's everything from you know just uh making popcorn to getting arrested with your staff (laughs) Uh, classics
1: yeah so yeah that's that's where that's where we come from that's how we we met that's kind of our that's a real quick rundown of our relationship more or less uh much less but still it's a a nice little highlight with with uh emphasis on the theater side of things and the reason why we're doing this podcast I, I i love podcasts i love movies and you know peanut butter and chocolate man put your two favorite things together so i've been trying to get dan to do one of these we did a we did a podcast together years ago for a very short period of time it was about music called the least uh, worst of and uh been fiending to do one with him ever since so we finally got things working i finally broke him down enough uh the the stars aligned COVID came along and and put him at home and his wife got a good paying job so he has more free time than he did yeah that's absolutely true he's 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 a full-time dad and a part-time podcaster (laughs) but uh yeah we're going to talk about movies uh every episode like i said at the beginning we're going to talk about a different movie We're going to go back and forth, so I pick one, he picks one, I pick one, he picks one. And uh, we're going to spoil these fucking movies like we're their grandparents. We're going to buy them chocolate and candy, and we're going to let them stay up late watching HBO. (laughs) No Cinemax. Yeah, yeah. At my grandparents' house, it was HBO. Maybe you had some grandparents with Cinemax, but... No, no, Cinemax was outlawed for grandchildren. Yeah. So, going forward, you know, like I said, each each episode of movie probably see the movie before you listen to the episode because we're not no holds are barred man we're going to talk like you've seen it so that's coming up and uh just to kind of put a cherry on top of that do you have anything to add there i saw you
0: well not only i mean if if you don't want to watch that film um there's definitely going to be some some movies that uh Probably agreeably are could be clunkers. So we might be able to spare you from ever being forced into watching one of those films. So That's true.
1: And I'm gonna give you There's definitely gems. There's <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> there's some guilty pleasures and
1: Yeah, we're gonna run the gamut. You know, the originally I, I wanted to concentrate on movies that I hadn't seen in a long time, but as we kind of sussed it out more, fuck it, man. Just Whatever, whatever we want to do we're going to do whatever movie we want to watch again we're going to watch and and some of it's going to be me making Dan watch things and vice versa so that's going to be part of the fun of it too some of these movies I don't think Dan would ever watch in a million years and so I found a way to, to make him watch something some of them because they're awesome some of them because they're so fucking bad and I want to see what he'll say about them but either way um, and he's got a couple on his list too that I haven't seen that I would really never watch if not for yeah, you,
0: wouldn't, you wouldn't touch with a stolen dick.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of stolen dicks, um, you know, part of our 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 thing here on the episodes is we're going to we're going to give these movies a a ranking. And it's a pretty simple ranking. There's there's only really three settings. Um, for the movies that we like, we're going to we're going to give those a, a rating of it's like a sore dick. You can't beat it for the movies that we are lukewarm on those movies are going to be quicksand under the car seat and finally for the movies that uh are are a hard f those are going to be broccoli as a horror trope and you'll see what i mean in, in the coming episodes so yeah not 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 as random as it sounds all three have meaning and uh maybe one day you'll find out what they mean but that's our that's our bed we didn't want to do thumbs up thumbs down we didn't want to do you know grade ratings we don't want to do stars you know
0: most of the time when whenever we talk about something one way or the other um in a critique it it turns out to be too long and protracted anyway so (laughs) these these as rankings seem to to fit a little bit better for you know our our 27 years of history together yeah
1: and and also it's going to create opportunities for me to make fun little graphics for for the website. So yeah, let's uh <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about what's coming up. Our 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 next episode, the first real full episode of Two seat Cinema. We're going to be talking about the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Damn. You don't think I got that proof evacuation. Yeah. That's that's what we're starting with guys. There's a couple reasons, that's, but it's what 1998 we we said 98. Right? So back when, 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 when I was freshly 22, that was before I was married. It's before you were married back when we were young. We're going to, we're going to get in the the time machine. We're going to go back in time a little bit. There's a couple, a couple of interesting points I recall,
0: um, about can't hardly wait. And some of them, some of them are interesting. Some of them are not, but, uh. (laughs) definitely, definitely cast, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt in a kind of a weird role for her to play. And then you've got, you know, like the, you know, the, the group of friends who went to Hollywood and decided to make a pact to get uh, each other into movies with, you know, Breck and Meyer and whatnot. (laughs) So, and that, that kind of comes to fruition there. So there's, there's some interesting parts about that. There's, um, I, I, I don't know if you'd call them highly quotable lines,
1: they're memorable. But, uh,
0: they're they're fun. They're fun for. They're fun in my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a movie for a very specific period. So like, you know, I, I think Dan and I are are five years apart. Um, both in our forties. So when this movie came out, we were you know both in our twenties and. Yeah, for people our age or slightly younger than us, this movie means something. For people slightly older than us or, you know, 15 years younger than us, I don't think anybody gives a fuck. It's like a very specific sliver of people that care about this movie. But I've got things to say, and I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I'm looking forward to watching it. And then I'm looking forward to describing to you, the the audience at home, what I saw. Uh, there's, I guess looking back at it, too, I'm...
0: I'm kind of forget about it once in a while but uh i've got one one
1: degree of separation from from the main lead and that with ethan embry i can't wait to talk about that i can't wait to hear who who uh you're, you, you guys are, you said you're your eskimo brothers is that what you said did i miss it? did i miss hear that? Well,
0: that 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 one degree of separation so
1: that'd be amazing if that's what it was this whole time you guys <laughs> fucked the same girl and i was like wait what <laughs> all right oh boy yeah i've met i've i've met a couple of the actors in this this movie coming up so i've got one degree of separation as well sir how many years do i have to wait for my eight-year-old son to listen to this podcast i don't know oh boy i mean probably knowing me it'll be next week (laughs) by the time he listens to it we'll have a good solid like 300 episodes so he'll have Uh, lots i mean he
0: probably won't be interested he'll be interested that's for sure he already is he wanted to know what the hell i was doing but um it's my, my two-year-old daughter that's got a few years
1: to wait listen don't don't uh don't tell them the name of the show it'll be hard for them to find it i'll keep your last name out <laughs> of this whole thing <laughs> make it a little harder to find all right yeah, yeah, i yeah. think that uh that wraps us up here i hopefully you guys will be back and uh listen to the next episode the first real full episode of the show and oh, I, I can't hardly wait yeah yeah <laughs> can't say any better than God, that
0: as, as far as as far as a dad joke goes <laughs> nailed
1: we go. it you fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that outro was like a sore dick. You can't <laughs> be beat. All right everyone, we'll see you next time. Thanks, slot. Adios. Why well, don't got to waste my flavor. Damn.